Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. While you're still standing, take your Bible and turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4. And to kind of save a little time, I, I want us to look at verse 18. We're going to start at verse 18. I've had this phrase on my mind uh, all week. And I really wasn't even thinking about Mother's Day, but this phrase just kept coming to me over and over and over again. And uh, Autumn, we were talking the other day, and she mentioned this phrase and everywhere I've gone every time I I talk to somebody I hear this phrase and you say well what is it pastor and you say what is it pastor okay I'll tell you it is well it is well it is well and so that's the title of, of this uh, message this morning. It is well. And, and so in 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, begin with verse 18, And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And we're going to stop right there, uh, and I'm going to fill, fill in uh, the blanks. Father, thank you today for your word. We thank you this morning that, Father, it is well. It is well. We thank you for that today in the name of Jesus. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So this is, this is a, a great, powerful story of, of the faith, of the tenacity of a mother that refused uh, to accept the status quo. And, and I'm so glad this morning that I had a mom that uh, refused to accept the status quo many times that... that had the tenacity to uh, see uh, not only in me but in my brothers and my sisters something that even we didn't see in ourselves. I'm thankful for a godly mom. And, and so I want to uh, uh, use this to encourage you moms 
and uh, but also this can be applied to us guys in, in every area of our lives uh, because it is a story of a of a powerful faith that believes and declares uh, that God is able. And so uh, the story uh, goes with this woman, and she's referred to as simply as the Shunammite uh, woman in Second uh, Kings chapter four. Uh, that uh, Elijah, Elisha uh, would pass by her house on a continual basis, and so there came a day that that uh, she, recognizing Elisha as a man of God. Uh, and she looked at her husband and she said, you know what, uh, uh, he comes by here on a consistent basis uh, doing the work of the Lord. Uh, I think that we should uh, build him a little room in our house so that he would have a place to come and, and stay and, and sit down and rest and relax or even spend the night when he's in this area. And so the story goes that they did that. And in verse 10 of chapter 4, the Bible says that, that they made him a little chamber on the walls, along the walls of their home. And they set in there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. Now, we could talk much about that, but that's not what uh, Holy Spirit dealt with me about. But I do want to mention something about this woman uh, uh, this this great woman of God. Uh, first of all, that she saw something that nobody else saw. Uh, when Elisha was walking by and coming by, uh, visiting their their town or whatever, she uh, she said to her husband in verse nine, she said, "Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, uh, which passes by us continually." Listen, I want to I want to commend you ladies today uh and and females because you've got a sensitivity that us guys don't have. All right? We'll just go ahead and tell you. You've got a sensitivity about you that that uh your husband don't have. And and this woman uh looked at her husband and said, "I perceive there was a perception there." that she said, I, I perceive in this that this is a holy man of God. And as a result of her perceiving what nobody else had apparently perceived, she was proactive in what she saw. Now, first of all, understand this, uh, moms and ladies, that this is built on faith, and this is built on relationship with God. And I want to tell you this morning that the greatest gift that you will ever give one of your children or the greatest gift that a husband could ever receive is to have a woman of God, a woman that loves the Lord, a woman that, that is sold out to God. That's a great gift, and, and I've been given that gift, and I appreciate it. Amen? I appreciate it. And so uh, this woman said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. And as a husband, 
And as a father, we need that in our lives. Don't think, sir, that God didn't put that woman that you've got with you for a reason. God gave her to you for a purpose. She's to be loved and cherished. She's to be treated like that rose that we gave out this morning. Take care of it. Don't pinch on it. Don't pull on it. Don't mash it around because you'll bruise it. But, but listen, that's the reason that God spoke to about uh, uh, Adam in the book of Genesis when he looked at Adam and he had just finished creating Adam. And I can see Adam laying there. He ain't got no clothes on or nothing like that. And, and he's, he's uh, built up. He's muscular. He's got, he, was, he was created with a six-pack. And, and he's got these, these big pecs and, and these, th- these big uh, muscles and all that, and he's laying there, and God looks at him and says, it is not good for this good-looking man to be alone. He needs somebody in his life. And so God uh, put him back to sleep and, and took a rib out of his side and created a woman, which was later known as Eve, and said this, she will be a help meet to him. In other words, God gave man a woman that would help man meet the need that man would face in his life. There would be times in Adam's life that he needed Eve to come alongside with that sensitivity and with that wisdom and and share a little bit of it. That's the reason there's a burden on mothers today to have relationship with God because your children need it. But, But... We move on down, and the Bible says that this woman was childless. She didn't have children. She was childless. Now, you'll not see in this story where she ever mentioned that. This was a revelation that God gave to uh, Elisha through his servant, and she had no child. She, no doubt, had struggled to have children and wasn't able to. But here we find uh, something that I think is very important here. That she never mentioned to Elisha, even when she built him a room, she didn't come to him and say, I'm going to build you this room. But listen, I don't have any children. You could help me out there and talk to God for me. She didn't do that. She was faithful in doing what she could do. Listen, so many times we don't do what we could do because we're waiting on something that we don't have to happen. And we say, when, when that that I don't have happens, then I'll do what I can do. But this woman did what she could do before what she couldn't do took place. Understand this, guys. Listen. She was faithful in what she could do and it opened her up to the reward for being obedient to what she could do. She simply built the room. She said, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm not doing it for any other reason. I'm just going to do it. But as a result, it caused Elisha to say, listen, we need to do something to bless this woman. What can we do? And, and the end result was that Gehazi stood before him and said, look, she doesn't have any children. And Elisha said about this time, 
next year, you're going to have a child. You know the story. If you don't, you can read it there where God miraculously gave her a son and he rewarded her faithfulness to her, his servant by giving her a child. And it's, it's a beautiful story that all that, no doubt, that she had ever wanted in her life was a child. And, and all that she had ever dreamed about was having a son and having a, a child and all of that. And here it is now. All of it has happened. And, and, man, I can imagine the joy and the excitement that's in her life because God has blessed her, and now she finally has this dream come true. See, then begins the real part of this story. Because life doesn't always come with everything that we like. Sometimes we find that curves gets thrown our way. Sometimes we find that, that we hit bumps in the road and, and we have struggles in our life that we can't fix. We don't know how to deal with them. Uh, moms, especially, you're dealing with, with children that are in a culture today that has no limits to it. Uh, you're, you're sending your children to schools that, that uh, in, in cultures where uh, anything goes and everything goes. And, and to top all of that off, uh, you are dealing with battles and, and you're, you're dealing with battles with your spouse or with your home and, and all that and the pressures of being a mom sometimes just get so unbearable and, and, and I know even with Judy uh, in our home and all that sometimes the pressure just gets so hard that, that uh, it's almost unbearable. And so all these struggles are coming. But listen, friend, understand this, that, that, uh, that don't ever forget the room that this woman built for the man of God. Don't ever forget that she perceived something that nobody else could see. She saw something that nobody else saw. And I want to tell you something this morning, that, that God has put something in you, Mom, that, that you see what nobody else sees. God has put something in you, Mom, that you hear what nobody else is hearing. You are hearing it loud and clear, and, and because it is the voice of God that's speaking to you, and, and God is saying things to you that he is not, your husband perhaps is not able to hear. Listen, it is of utmost importance to recognize that, that the role of a mom in the raising of a child and the rearing up of children is something that this nation has, has uh, desperately needs to go back to understanding that it is the mom, Brother Don said it this morning, it is the mom that gives you your first lesson in everything that you do. It is the mom that teaches you how uh, to eat right, the mom that teaches you how to brush your teeth right, the mom that teaches you how to bathe and clean your ears right. Amen. It is the role of a mom that God has given her to train that child and to teach that child and to love and nourish that child and bring them up in a way that they would know Christ, that they would turn to Christ and recognize God in their lives. 
And so this woman was enjoying the blessing of the Lord. And one day she sent her son and her husband out to work just like every day before. And But this day was going to be different because this day uh, something was going to happen that was going to try her to her very core. Somewhere along noonday uh, that day, the servant came running back to the house carrying her son, this son that God had given her. And the Bible says that, that he sat on her, in her lap until noonday or, or till later that day, and he died, apparently from a heat stroke. See, that's a big deal when death takes place in our lives. Death takes place. It could be physical death or it could be the death of a dream or the death uh, of, of, of something that you've longed for and you've desired and, and, and you've seen it die right before your eyes. And no doubt she begins to remember that dream that I had of having a child that I had taken and I had packed it away in my cedar chest because I didn't think it was going to ever happen. And then this man of God comes along and bam, I've got a child. And now that dream that I had, that I was cherishing that dream, now that dream is going to again. So how are you going to react when things that are adverse come your way? How are you going to deal with adversity when it comes into your life, ma'am? Because mark it down, adversity will come. You will hit bumps in the road. You will have obstacles in your life, and there will be days that you feel like you're not going to be able uh, to make it until sundown. And there will be days when you feel like that all the world is against you. And there will be days when you look up to heaven and you feel like that the heavens are brass and you cannot hear from God and you cannot hear the sweet voice of God that's speaking to you when all was going good. Those days are going to come. But here's what I want to tell you, friend, this morning, is I want to give you a, a, a way, a strategy to walk through those days and not be defeated by those days. Listen, I hear it every week. There are people, that women that give up on their marriage and give up on their children and give up on their husband and give up on their life because they've hit this, this place and, and they, they just, I can't handle it. Our culture is full of people in that condition. But listen to this. The Bible says that she took this child. And, and I thought it was, it was amazing. She didn't take that son and put him in his bedroom. She didn't even take that child and put it in she and her husband's bed. But the Bible says that she took that child and put the child in the bed that she had fixed for the man of God. Listen, you want a strong faith, mama? Then build it before the storm happens and you'll have something to go back to. You see, don't wait until the storm comes before you want to put shutters over your windows. 
Don't wait till the storm comes, sir, before you start preparing your home for a storm. I, I thought that was so amazing that she took this dream that, that God had given her and she laid it in the bed of the man of God that she had fixed. And, and that wasn't the end of it. She laid him there and the Bible says she walked out and closed the door. Here's where, here's where I believe God wants to give you some strategy, uh, ma'am, on how to deal with some things in your life because you're going through some situations and you're facing some circumstances in your life and they're insurmountable to you. They're bigger than you are and, 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 and relationships that are breaking down and you're looking at them and saying, God, I don't know how to deal with this. Children that are going in, are in rebellion and, and going the wrong way and you're saying, God, how do, I get, how do I deal with this? How do I get my child to recognize? Listen, there's got to be a place in your life where you can take that child or you can take that, that circumstance and put it in the bed of the man of God and walk out and close the door behind you. You don't have to stay in the bedroom and weep and cry and beg God and all that. Just lay it there and walk out and close the door. That's what she did. In verse 21, she laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And listen to what she did. She called to her husband and said, send me, I pray, one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come again. Now notice in verse 23, her husband said, why are, are, you, gonna go, why are you going to him today? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And listen to what she said. She said, it shall be well. I, I want you to, to see something about, and, and I wrote it down, this, this phrase, the it shall be wells of life. The it shall be wells of life. Notice what her husband said. Why are you going to the man of God today? It's not a new moon. In other, wor in other words, it's not the right time to, to uh, look for the man of God. It's not a Sabbath, so it's not the right time. And, and this is what Holy Spirit spoke to me about the it shall be wells uh, because the it shall be well is talking about a present situation with a future outcome. Let me say that again. Because this is a this is a part of process the process of seeing miracles take place in your life. When she said it shall be well, she was talking about that son that was lying in the bed with no breath in him, but she wasn't talking about it right there, but she was saying it shall be well. So she was talking about a present situation with a future outcome. She said, I'm in a present situation that is pulling at my cords, that's trying at my heart, that's tearing my faith apart, that's tearing me apart, but it shall. 
It it shall be well. Yeah, I'm in a situation right now and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I'm going through some pain right now. And yeah, I've got I've got tears that are flowing like rain out on the, off of the face of my cheeks and all that, but it shall be well. It, it it's not well right now, but it shall be. I know, listen, that is my faith that is saying it is it, it is all messed up right now. There are things that are messed up. It is goofed up. Everything in my life is messed up right now, but it shall be well. You see, I'm declaring right now what I'm going through, but it's going to be better somewhere down. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be next week, but it shall be well somewhere down the line. I'm just declaring. I'm just declaring my faith. I, 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 I don't have anything else to hold on to. I don't have anybody else to go to. All I know to do is just say it shall be well. Somewhere down the line, I know that God's going to move. It shall be well. You see, there's a big difference there in saying she, she could have went out and, and just said, it's time to get the corner. She, she could have said, it's time uh, to call Johnson's or, 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 or somebody like that and said, come on, uh, my dream just died and, and there's no way to get it out. Listen, you can do that, ladies. And there's some that you're on the verge of, of saying it's gone. The dream is over. It'll never happen in my life. But I want to tell you this morning and give you this word from God that God is saying you need to put a shall in your wellness. You need to get some shall wells in your life on a daily basis and quit talking about what's not going to be and begin to declare by faith it's going to be okay. It shall be well. Listen, let me tell you something this morning. Your shall be wells cannot be dependent upon the opinions of others. If she had listened to her husband and and I'm I'm not saying you know we need rebellion in the house or anything like that. But I'm telling you, ladies, that you have a sensitivity to the things of God and to spiritual things that many times your husband is so busy doing other things that he is not catching what God is saying. And God, listen, mama, God will speak to you about your house. God will speak to you about your children. He will speak to you about your husband. Listen, if I was a woman, I would put my wife on notice if I was a woman I would put my husband on notice and I would say sir I want to tell you something I pray for you every day I got that right didn't I alright so I pray for you every day I'm on my knees praying for you and for these children if you want to mess up and think you're going to get over on me you got a second thing coming because the God that I serve will show me what you're doing he will take me to your dark corners he will reveal it to me so you go ahead and do whatever you want to do Uh, if you want to come through the back door or you want to get drug under the door it doesn't matter because God is going to bring you to your knees and you're going to know him That, that it shall be well I guess listen you can't let your 
faith be dependent upon the opinions of others. She couldn't let it shall be well be dependent upon what her husband said. As a matter of fact, she didn't even tell her husband about the son. You can see that in that story. She didn't even mention it to him. And then he, bring, he brings up the time. The, the time. You know, it's not a new moon. It's not even Sunday. You know, it's, it's not the time. Listen, your shall be well faith cannot be dependent upon time. You cannot, it cannot be constrained by time. It's just simply got to be, it shall be well. You see, because if you try to allow people and time to dictate when it shall be well, then it will never be well. All right? Listen, it shall be well speaks of the future outcome of a current situation. Remember Jesus in the book of John chapter 11, uh, that Jesus was called to go and pray for Lazarus. Lazarus was sick when they, uh, first, the news first came to Jesus. Uh, you need to come because your friend Lazarus is sick uh, and, and all that. Jesus made a statement in verse 4 of John chapter 11, and he said this, that when he heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. You know what Jesus was saying? It shall be well. Jesus hadn't even seen a tomb yet and all that, but he already spoke the outcome of a current situation. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. He did that several times in that story. When he looked at Mary and said, don't you know I'm the resurrection and the life? But what he was saying was, it shall be well. It shall be well. And, and uh, let's, let's go on. I, I'll leave it there. The Bible says that she looked and, and at her husband and said, it shall be well. And then the Bible says in verse 24, that she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me except I bid thee. And so she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass that when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. I like that. I, I know that there were many times that that God was 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 sitting on his throne and uh my mom raised six kids four boys and two girls and and I want to tell you uh we wasn't we wasn't born with angels wings we were preachers kids i remember my dad leaving church one sunday night going up to Washington County Jailhouse and getting my brother out of jail because he had got tied up with somebody in town and had a fight and they put him in jail. I remember state troopers driving up in my yard, in our yard, many times and saying, uh, Mr. Phillips, 
I want to talk to you about one of your sons or one of your daughters. I remember uh, that little, the little uh, uh, short Naomi that comes over here and spoke to you ladies. I remember her coming out of the house with a broom and, and, and getting on a guy that was threatening to jump on my brother, and she come out of the house with a broom uh, that was, she wasn't using the sweeping side of it. <laughs> that was a bunch of crazy I had, a, I, I had some crazy brothers and sisters I tell you the Lord just I was just man I couldn't believe they acted like that thank you Jesus I, I tell you I was born I was born a preacher man amen I was born with great faith. I was kind of kin to John the Baptist when I was born. I hope they don't get this podcast. But, but I, I, I think so many times when I read that verse, I think about my mom, and my mom's name was Ruby May. And, and, and I think about so many times God looking over uh, at Jesus and says, look yonder, there comes Ruby May again. She's got problems with them youngins. Amen. But listen, this woman got on a donkey and and told her servant to drive and not slack up. And, and the picture of that is that she's on this little donkey and she's got a, a servant that's coming along behind her with a switch that's switching that donkey. And, and here they go. And listen, it wasn't... I'm trying to get you to see. Come on, guys, get in the story with me. Brother Darrell, I could have got you up here, and, and we could have illustrated that, all right? But this wasn't just from here to the four-way stop up there. If you read and look a little bit, it was about a five- or six-hour donkey ride. I can see that little servant. Man, he was in shape, running behind that donkey with a switch. We're almost there. <laughs> well, I see it right over yonder. But she got there, and, and Elisha looked and said, Yonder comes that Shunammite woman. He remembered her because he had met her before. He remembered her because her faith had done something in his life before. Catch that. God will remember those who have touched him before. He will remember those who have been in his presence before. He will remember those who by faith have already come before him. Not before the storm, not when the storm comes, but, but years ago she had done something that impacted him. Yonder comes that Shunammite woman. And, and here... He looked at his servant and said, run to her and, and meet her and ask her this. Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And here's the thing. She said, it is well. Now, and I, and I'm, I'm fixing to close. It is well. The it shall be wells will always lead to
to an it is well moment. You see, she wouldn't give up until she reached the man of God. She wouldn't stop until she got to the man of God. The servant wouldn't do her any good. It was the man of God. It is well. And I want to tell you something this morning, ladies, moms. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. Katie, would you guys go ahead and come? I don't I can't imagine the pressures that you might be facing. Can't imagine the struggle. But can I tell you this? It is well. No, your situation might not be right now, but it's faith that's saying that. She was saying that all the while that son was laying on a bed dead. That dream was laying in a bed dead, lifeless. And she was declaring by faith. She was declaring by faith that it is well. You see... You've got to realize this morning that this is what the Bible says, that without faith it's impossible to please God. So you've got to have faith before you can come to God. But listen, Hebrews says that, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when I come to God with faith, my faith is the it shall be well that is talking about a current situation and the future outcome. The future outcome is this, that God's got it. He's going to take care of it. See, I've got to go through that process before I can get to it is well. So this morning, I want, I want to encourage you today that wherever you are, let your faith rise up. Build some things for God. Do some things for God. Establish some things for God so that you'll have something to be remembered by when you come before the throne. And then these words that come out of your mouth, it shall be well and it is well. Would you stand with me, please?